This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lindsay, I am so honored that you're coming on my podcast here today. You, the way you've approached your career and the way you've been so innovative in creating new ideas in your space has been so inspiring for me and the way you reimagine things. I just want to start off with how did you first fall in love with the violin? Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me and thanks for your very kind words. Um, I fell in love with the violin when I was really little. My parents loved classical music and they were always playing, you know, these old classical records in our home. And so that's just what I fell in love with. I was exposed to it. It's what I knew. And I really wanted violin lessons when I was six. And so you had those violin lessons. And was there ever a time where you stopped playing violin or has it just always been something that's been an outlet for you? It's always been an outlet. There were times like in high school or in my teen years when I like kind of started to fall out of love with it a little bit here and there and went through lulls, but I never quit. You know, it's always been a part of my life. I love that. So I have to ask, how many violins do you own? I've got a whole closet full of them. It's bad. Um, but I, I probably have like 17 at this point. Bad or amazing? One or the other? I don't know. You know, that's a really good point. They're covered in sparkles and lace and all kinds of fun things. So it's amazing. So you're telling me you have bedazzled violins. I do. I have some really pretty ones that I get to tour with. And like, I just got a new one that I'm like really excited to decorate and figure out how I want to make it feel Christmassy for this tour because I I decorate them myself. So I'm like, what am I going to do? What craft? DIY queen. We love that. (laughs) We love it. So do you glue the rhinestones on yourself? When I get them bedazzled, I've like actually sent them to like professional bedazzlers because Amazing. as we know in LA, that's a thing. You, you have to. Um, so uh, yeah, I wanted the real people to do the real job. But if it's like something more unique, like I just made one for a music video where there's like little skeleton bones and all this stuff on the violin. And I made I made that myself because that was like a fun craft night. I was like, I'm going to put on a rom-com and I'm going to make my skeleton violin. What rom-com? Oh, I think I watched um, Maid of Honor. How was it? 
Oh, it's so cute if you haven't seen it. I'm always for a good rom-com and a good crafty project. Yes, your girlfriend heart. We need to get together sometime and just craft and calm it up. Those nights, a good craft night with a good rom-com, it's ideal. It is. I'm in college, and I'm like, that's my ideal night. Just be with the friends, do a face mask, yes. do a little crafting. What, yes. What better <laughs> way to live life? <laughs> Love it. I know you were on America's Got Talent, which I think is so in, such an interesting part of your story because though you didn't win it and you got eliminated, you kept going. It's always hard when you have a setback to keep pursuing. What made you keep going after you're on TV and then millions of people watch you get voted off? Because I can't imagine going yes. through something like that. Yes. It, you know, it wasn't only getting voted off. It's not like it just, oh, you didn't make it to the next round. It was so humiliating. Like I got told just the harshest critique I've ever received, like in front of millions of people. I was told that I sounded like rats being strangled and that, you know, it just didn't have what it took. And it was so embarrassing. Um, and you know, though, from that experience, though, afterwards, I remember I did think to myself, I don't think I could ever get on a stage again like this. I don't think this is for me. Um, but then there was this like little inner voice that whether you call it your spirit, your gut, your instincts, whatever the universe, I think it's a I think it's like my spirit and God, like telling me that like there's more, there is more for you. Don't give up. It just wasn't right then. And so I kind of changed the wording of what they said rather than you're not good enough i was like you know what i'm gonna just add you're not good enough yet because my performance really wasn't great like if i'm gonna be honest like i kind of earned the critique i got but no one moment of your life should ever define you no one performance should ever define how you're gonna perform for the rest of your life yeah it wasn't my best performance i was so nervous and i was new at this craft but i put in the time and i, I realized i just wasn't good enough yet and then when I got back on a stage, like, you know, a year and a half later for my first show, like my first show, um, I was ready then. I had put in the time and um, it was a different story at that point. And so, yeah, I think there's that experience taught me so much about grit, getting up after you fall and that sometimes, you know, it just isn't the right time or place. And that doesn't mean it, that forever is not the right time or place. Absolutely. And I, I've seen so many of your interviews and I love the way you you view things and the positive spin you take on it, because I feel like the way we talk to ourselves is so important. And it's the energy that we give out. And it's also the energy that we received. And it's something totally. that I'm definitely I struggle a lot with. I'm trying to figure out the whole self-love journey. It is a mm, process. It and, is. And I was wondering what it's hard to continue sometimes and to keep going with the positive talk when you're not feeling so positive. So what right. advice do you have for, you know, continuing with gratitude and just keeping that those good vibes around yourself? You know, I think that um, when it comes to like positive self-talk and all of that, it's so much more about the, the overall journey than the moment. Mm. Like sometimes you're not going to win in the moment. But it's about learning to train your mind for the overall journey. And um, when I was in college, actually, I was I was in a place where I hated myself and I was so negative and I was I was anorexic. I was depressed. I truly hated myself. And I finally woke up one day to realizing I used to not be like this. I'm sick of hating myself and I deserve everybody deserves better than this. And um, I didn't win every moment from there on out. It's really hard to like force that positive self-talk in your head. It's it's almost impossible to believe it when you say it, when you're in a state like that. But it was through slowly training myself and saying the positive things over and over and over again, even though I didn't believe them, looking in the mirror at my eyes and saying like, I love you and you are strong, you are smart, you are, you are, you know, all the things that we want to believe about ourselves that I didn't believe. But after you say it enough, it's like you're rewiring your brain after you write in a gratitude journal enough. Like if you do that every night, you are rewiring and strengthening neuro pathways in your mind that you may not feel like it's winning in the moment because you're like, I don't believe this as I say it or as I write it. But the more you do it, the more those become the stronger neural pathways than the negative ones, just like working out muscles. Um, and your mind will naturally start to use those pathways. I mean, it's an actual 
like biological. There's a science behind it. It's a science. And it's not just like, a, oh, well, believe in yourself and you'll feel better. It's like, no, you're actually creating, you know, pathways and biology and science. And so anyways, I'm a big believer in even if you don't think you're winning the moment, you're creating your future and it it will change your life. And it changed mine. I that is so important to hear because I also feel like I know a lot of col- people in college listen listen to this podcast and college is just a, it's a it's a messed up social experiment is what I've come to realize <laughs> about being there. You put a bunch of people <sighs> from high school in a random place and you're like socialize and see what happens. Yeah. And it, it, it really and I think social media exacerbates it. And, you know, now we have, you know, always comparing yourself and there's body image issues that, you know, it's so hard to just be nowadays, you know, and just get through. And I know you're you're so active on social media. Have you found that balance where, you know, you can still prioritize your mental health and keep that the priority while still being on an app where, you know, you get you can compare yourself a lot to? Yeah, um, I I think it's always going to be a battle. It's just a reality that we have to live with. And we're almost like in the middle of the science experiment because it's all so new still, Yeah, you know, and um, everybody and it's always changing. And so it's like hard to figure out constantly what the best balance is. Um, But I find that it's healthy to figure out your own limitations. Like there are certain things that I thought I, you know, that I would like maybe follow on social media. And then you realize that doesn't make me feel good. You know, when I see this person's posts, nothing against them. Like, I'm not saying they did anything wrong. It's just like when I see the kind of content they're posting, it's not making me feel good. And it could be because I'm not in a good place and nothing about them. But it's like, those are the posts that for now, I'm going to mute, you know, like really curating your feed because it's inevitable. We're all going to be on these feeds, but like learning to set boundaries for yourself, learning, like if you have to put a timer that allows you to only look at the app for a certain amount of time, if you need that, do it, you know, learning to create boundaries in a world where there are no boundaries anymore, I think is so, so important. And every once in a while, I'll take a little bit of a like hiatus from social media where I'm like, I'm only going to get on to post and I'm not going to use it as a um, consumer for a week. You know, I'm just literally going to get on and post, not look at anything or even have someone else like have my assistant post it for me. Like, I think it's really healthy sometimes to almost do like a a bit of a fast from it to like detox because it is a like it is a bit of a toxin to get all that in you every day. It is. And I've noticed that I I turn my notifications off from Instagram yeah. and all that and that has helped tremendously because I'm not getting the ding for it anymore so it's only when I choose to go on it it's, right you know it, it's like those little things that I've noticed have Absolutely. really helped me personally do you have any like go-to when you're not feeling your your best like go-to self-care you're like oh this will make me feel better let's see what is my go-to self-care um lately I've really gotten into breath work which is something I have you done it? I've heard so much about it from so many people and I hear it's incredible, but I've never done it. It's really powerful. It's and it's the kind of thing again that like when I first did it, the very first time, I was kind of like, all right, that was kind of relaxing, cool. Like, I don't know what everybody's the big hype is, but then as I kept doing it, and now it's like a daily practice, I, I do it every morning for like only like 10 to 15 minutes. It's not a breaking my schedule, but I've just found it has made an immense difference in my anxiety mm. because I'm once a day, like calming my nervous system. Again, it's not just this woo woo stuff. It's science. Like you're actually changing the chemistry in your body when you're oxygenating your cells and taking this time to like reset your nervous system. It's something I do before I go on stage every night now so that those like, those like adrenaline pumps that I'm getting that are so strong and sometimes cause me to be a little bit out of whack when I first step on stage. It it literally just resets everything. So I don't know. Breath work has been a huge like maintenance practice in my life right now. But also if I feel like I'm starting to have an anxiety moment, just that reset of being able to do some of these simple, like even if, you know, a simple breath that I do often is where you take three breaths in and one breath out. So just like... Oh, fun. That's fun to do. do that. 
yeah, it's kind of fun. You do it to the beat of a song um, that's in 4-4 time and it like works perfectly. And it's amazing how how much it has helped my anxiety. So that's my go-to. Okay, I need to, I have anxiety too and OCD. So I oh. need to get on this because I I know what it's like having a nervous system out of whack or always in fight or yeah. flight. So I need to calm I need to calm her sometimes. We all do. And I think our world is riddled with anxiety these days, you know, and how is it not? Us, how is it not? Some of us worse than others, but it's like, you know, anything, you know, I, I don't know. I've tried medication at times and breath work is the most helpful thing I've ever done. That's so interesting because I have been really trying to figure out what works for me and, you know, mm. maintaining that. And it's it's hard to continually work on it. But something I've been doing that my friend recommended is I named my anxiety. Um, oh. uh, her name is Jojo. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Jojo, we're good. Jojo, stop it. We're so good, Jojo. You don't need to mess <laughs> things up for me. And I notice it kind of helps because I'm putting it's kind of separating in my brain like, oh, it's not me. I love that. And I did the same thing with my eating disorder. I called it Ed. Um, Perfect. And I, yeah, and it, it does, there is something really relieving about realizing that this is just a piece of you. It's not you. It's not even, it's really what the world has done to you. So it's not even you and it compartmentalizes it. And it's nice to have something to be like, like Ed, not today. I do not believe what you're telling me about myself. I you know, know like Jojo, what are you doing? Come on, Jojo. Yeah. <laughs> Pull it together. <laughs> You know, it's little things like that that I love. And I love being able to talk about it with people because I feel like once I started having these like open dialogues with my friends, it truly made me feel so much better. Like, oh, my goodness, I'm not the only person going through it because when you're going through it can feel so isolating. Absolutely. It really can. And I think one of the best things I ever did for my recovery when I was anorexic was going to a group therapy. Mm. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Love therapy. It was on campus. And I found out through a counselor on campus that they had a this secret group that met and it was in like a basement. So no one would know where we were. Um, and it's, it was terrifying to go. But like one of the most powerful things was to sit in a room with other women who I'd never met before and hear them express the same thoughts that I had in my head that I thought were so crazy and so isolating. And, you know, there, there's a lot of power in just community. There really is. And I, you notice when someone says something you're like, oh. You feel that too? So, so do I. And it's it's taking that first step to just say something, which is often the hardest thing. Um, something that I am really inspired by is I know you talked about doing ballroom dance as like a release. And I started to I <gasps> signed up for a tap dance class this oh, semester. Fun. And I've never danced before in my life. And it's with dance majors and people have, have tapped since they were two. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm having so much fun. So I was wondering oh. if you have that same release with ballroom dancing where you kind of can't worry, you kind of have to focus on what you're doing. Absolutely. I think it's really important to one, like have an outlet, something like that, where you get to, you really have to, like you said, focus and it takes you out of whatever you're living in on your day to day. But also I think there's something so great about being a consistent student in life, Mm. like the ability to try something new and realize that like, okay, I'm going to be kind of bad at this for a while because I'm just learning. And oh my gosh, as they're teaching me this step, it feels impossible. I think that is such an important feeling to consistently have as a human, because as we're, as we grow as adults, we just get so, so comfortable being comfortable and we get really uncomfortable being bad at things. Like yeah. kids are fine falling. They're fine if they suck at something and they're like they're like yeah. it's okay. I'm I'm just learning. I of course I suck, but adults aren't good at that. And so, you know, like yeah, learning ballroom or I've recently started taking a trapeze class. Like so you know, so uncomfortable, so um odd. I love it though. But I, I really think there's so much value in and also you have to really focus because, and it does pull you out of your head because you're like, I have to focus on this or I'm going to trip on my shoe or I'm going to fall off this aerial apparatus, you know. Literally, I've been trying to live by doing one thing a day that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, and it's honestly made me live more life than I ever have because I've been really putting myself out there. Can you tell me an example Oh, of course. Um, I asked someone out for coffee, which I've never done before. Um, when in this was a little bit terrifying, but in my tap class, my teacher pointed at me and told me to do the dance routine in front of everybody. 
Did I want to shit my pants a bit? Yes, but did it make me feel uncomfortable? It absolutely did. So we got our thing that made us uncomfortable oh. out of the way. So it's just like little things that I do throughout the day. Just like for me, socially, anxiety can cause. So I've been trying to put myself in social situations. So whether that's I went to a party by myself, which I'd never done before, wow. but I actually had a best time. So it's just been it's been a lot, but it's been good. Yeah, good for you. I, I'm i going to take that. I don't know if I will have the courage to do it every day. <laughs> that's bold. Just one thing. It could be so small. I think that's amazing. Just one. Okay. Okay. I could, but I, I love that. I think that's amazing. It's fun. I've been really trying to, the goal for myself for this year is to try and be the best person I can be and try and, mm. you know, grow as much as I can. And I've been doing my life in three-month increments where mm. I feel like when I plan something for three months, I'm a completely different person. So it's been helpful yeah. to do it in those bits, I find. Yeah. Oh, that's go- so good. I love it. I want to talk about trapezing because I know you are going on tour and you're releasing a Christmas album, which is, can we talk about how fast the holidays came this year? Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that we're almost in spooky season. Like it's, it's crazy. time. Yeah. Do you have any Halloween costumes planned? You know, I am the kind of person I have a costume shed. Amazing. <laughs> Just of like so many costumes from music videos and tours. I love costumes, so I keep them all. Um, I'm like a costume hoarder, I guess you could say. But um, that's a great so thing every- to hoard. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I always tell my friends, if you don't know what to be, come over. We'll play dress up. So um, I don't know what I'm going to be, but we're going to be in tour rehearsals. So I'm planning on throwing a like a Halloween party after a long day of Christmas tour rehearsals. I, I absolutely love that. We have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about your new album, Snow Waltz, and the crazy stuff you're going to be doing on tour. And it has to do with trapezing. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Your new album, Snow Waltz, comes out so soon. And I know you describe this album as a whimsical pixie-like feeling that's quintessentially me. Can you please expand on that? Because I love how that's phrased. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, you know, this is actually my second Christmas album. And my first one, I really leaned into like, what does Christmas iconically sound like? You know, so I had some big band songs in there and I was trying to really lean into the traditional sound of Christmas. And this time I was like, actually, I want Christmas to come a little bit into my world. And so um, I do feel like this album is, it still sounds like Christmas, but it also sounds very much like me and um, like whimsical. I, I just cannot wait to like take it on tour and get to share like pixie dust with people every night. So you are going to be trapezing while playing the violin. You must be incredible at multitasking. Well, you know what I found is in order to multitask, you just have to know each skill so much that you don't have to think about them and they become one, I guess. So oh. I was like, learn the violin parts and then whether it's choreography or trapezing, um, I learned that super well. And then I learned them together slowly. And because I actually am not a great multitasker, <laughs> but if you can connect the two so they become one, one. skill. Because if you think about it, like when I play the violin, one arm is doing something completely different than the other hand, but yeah. they become one so that they're synonymous. And so if the choreography becomes one with the playing, then... I'm not multitasking anymore. My body just knows the assignment for every move. You know what I mean? That's so awesome. So how has, tell me how, how has trapezing been? What has that process been like? It's been so fun. It started out like, you know, super uncomfortable and like a little bit scary as you're like up in the air, holding on to these ropes and just hoping that your balance is good. But, um, you know, now that I'm like a little more comfortable up there and I learned how to like do certain positions where I can play and stuff. It's just so fun. I've definitely gotten the aerial bug now. And two of my dancers were like, that looks like a lot of fun. We'd love to do it too. So (laughs) they now go up in the air too. Like we've just all been, you know, we've been rehearsing and getting stronger and it's, there's nothing very empowering about it too. I've never been super strong. 
like in my upper body, like I could never do a pull up and suddenly I'm, I'm getting strong. And so there's something that's really like exciting and empowering about like what your body can do when you push it. Absolutely. And I know you talked about your struggle with eating disorders. Isn't that even more empowering with how much you've overcome and to be able to feel strong in your body? Has that just been even more of a full circle moment for yourself? A hundred percent. And I remember when I was first trying to get through my anorexia, um, one of the things I really focused on was thanking my body for what it could do instead of seeing it as this like visual picture that I was always trying to shrink and trying to disappear into. It was like, my body allows me to walk. It allows me to, you know, um, you know, and at the time I wasn't much of a dancer, but, um, since then, and like, I always try to really think about that. Like my body is not an object, it's a tool and it allows me to do much. And the more I've learned to focus on the, that what I can do and train my body to be the less I have, cause of course I'm like past anorexia, but there's always that little part of my brain that I, there's always the voice. I have to tell Ed to go away. I don't believe that anymore. And the more I've worked on my my skills with my body, the easier it is to tell him to get the heck out of here. I love having tools in your toolkit. It's so Absolutely. awesome. <laughs> I'd like to think of my brain as a toolbox and I'm just filling it with tools. 100% love that. So something that I think is very inspiring to me is I know you're an independent artist and you're constantly creating and innovating. And I was wondering when you're going into creating a project, what is the creative process like? Do you generally have a theme in mind or a general idea or things you want to implement in your project? Or how does it generally go about when you're creating something and wanting to innovate a space? You know, it all depends. I do love a theme, though. That's why I like Christmas albums are so fun is like there's a very understood theme that everyone gets and we get to use that from the theme. Um, you know, and I've done that on several albums. Like I wrote my uh, last original album was called Artemis. And I actually decided I wanted the theme to be this like fantastical story. And I wrote a comic book so that I like know. the album and the artwork and the the music videos and the tour could like center around this theme. And the red hair. The red so hair. Good. Thank you. I, I love red hair. Um, it's like really fun when you can create like a palette and then you get to just bring it to life in mm. different mediums, like making the music videos is so fun, you know, for the Artemis album or making the tour, uh, flow, like feeling like I got to tell a little bit of the story. Um, so, so yeah, to me, I think it all comes a lot from like storytelling. I've always been a storyteller. My dad, like Ta they like taught me how to tell stories from the time I was little because he was a writer and loved storytelling. And so I think that's where a lot of my creativity really thrives is when I find a way to make it feel like the music is a narrative or, mm. you know, like I'm writing to create a feeling of a story or an arc of a story. There's something so magical about that to me and always has been. So you've done comic books. You've composed. What's the next element of uh, storytelling that you want to go down? What's the next endeavor for you? Ooh, the next endeavor. Um, you know, I've, I've always wanted to, well, I've always wanted to compose music for like a score, like a film. And I think, you know, John Williams, I think is the greatest musical storyteller of our time. It, he's inspired me so much. And so I'd love to write like theme music. Manifest. Put it out there. Yes. I'm a big manifester. I've been trying to get into it. And I've noticed when mm. I feel like I've been putting out good vibes, good vibes come back. So we're seeing how it goes. I love it. It's so true, though. It's like what you put into the world is what comes back. It's also what you're going to look for. It's very much what you look for. You know, if you're focusing, yeah, like the good and the bad and the positive and the negative, they're all around us simultaneously all the time. And it's just what have you trained your mind to see? Um, are you going to pick out the good? Or are you going to focus on the bad? And, you know, and it changes your life depending on which one you're looking for. Yeah. So how do you stay creative without getting into a funk? Because that is something that I've struggled with quite a bit. Yes. Um, and funks are the worst. It is. And it's like inevitable. It's like. Yeah. It happens. And um, so I definitely get into funks. And sometimes it's just a matter of being kind to myself when I'm in it and not, you know, just reminding myself that it's a part of the process. Like when I'm in writing mode, 
And I feel like I'm just writing bad song after bad song after bad song. I'm like, you know what? This happens. We've been here before. We know that the good stuff will eventually come, you know? So like, be kind to myself. That's kind of the the mantra of the funk because it's like the harder I am on myself and the more I like get angry, uh, you know, my, why aren't I being better? Like, it's only going to slow down the process. It's like any emotion, you just got to feel it, experience it, and then it will move on, you know? Yeah. Have you noticed that living life has helped get help you get out of creative funks because you're pulling more from your life experience than just opposed to f- forcing yourself to write? I think so. I think sometimes, um, like, I, I just read this amazing book called The Happiness Advantage, and he talks in the book about how, you know, we have this mindset so many times that we just got to push through and we just got to, like, grit down and like get through it and keep working. But he says that if you do small, tiny things, and it's not like you even have to go on a huge vacation or take a month off work or like do anything big like that. It's like little tiny things that just like give you a burst of happiness, whether it's like going to your favorite like restaurant for lunch in the middle of the day, like just to kind of pull yourself out of something or um, listening to your favorite song and taking five minutes to dance around your house before you leave to an important meeting. Like what that does to your body um, and your mind is game changing. And it gives you a huge advantage in like the workplace even, or in just your mental health, like tiny bursts of happiness. And so I've like kind of tried to like implement this into my life. And it's been really cool to see how I can work longer in sessions. I can be more creatively attuned when I'm kind of taking little breaks, which is not intuitive to me. I, for a long time, was always like, no, you work, you work, you work, you go, you go, you go until you figure it out. But there's so much more power that comes when you take a little break. Yeah. Reset yourself, get some sunlight, have a snack, then go back in and you're going to be so much more effective than if you just like powered through. I agree. And I feel like we're also living in a society where hustle and grind culture is so like... It's good to wake up at 3 a.m. to get your day started and stay up till midnight and work so hard and do all that. But it's like that's just not how our bodies function. And we need sleep and to give ourselves rest. And I feel like people don't really talk about it. Like sleep is cool, guys. You should sleep. I like going to sleep early. Sleep is cool. I love that. And, you know, I just feel like there's this need whenever anyone's like, what are you up to? What's going on? You feel like you have to, the best dancer is like, I am so exhausted. Oh my gosh. I'm just working so hard and there's so much happening. I can barely, you know, that's like the the answer. That's like the cool answer. I feel like and it has been for years, but why not just be like, I'm up to nothing. And it's kind of great. You know what? I've loved lately that if I like if I have stuff, I'll tell people about it. But in those times when maybe I'm in between projects, I've learned to like be really okay with being like, you know, I'm kind of in between stuff right now, but like I'm happy. I'm doing good. That's like my favorite answer to give is not even to talk about what I'm doing or how tired I am or if I am tired, but just saying like I'm actually like in a good place. Like I'm I'm happy. And it's funny to see people's response if you say <laughs> like if your answer is that I'm I'm happy. Like, oh, uh, you know, it's, it's a very intriguing. Uh, tell me more, um, you know, or if I, it doesn't have to be that I'm happy, be like, oh, man, it's, you know, it could be whatever it is. But talking about how you're actually doing rather than what you're doing is like a, a shift for, I think, a lot of people, especially in the entertainment space when it's so much about like, what are you working on next? What are you doing? Yeah. When it's not just like, you know, I'm actually pretty content right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm fulfilled. Yeah. Like, and for no reason. I'm just like, I'm just happy. And they're like, oh, that's good. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be like that. Yeah. Okay, we have to take one more quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk all about touring, including how it affects your mental health, the good and the bad. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love 
into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So when you're on tour, would you say tour has been like good for your mental health in the travel or it does it weigh on your mental health a bit? Because I can't imagine like going from city to city, performing all the time or do you just like love it? And is that how you feed off your energy? I kind of love it. (laughs) 
that's good. I do. I, I thank heavens. I, I would not do it nearly as much as I do if I hadn't realized early on that, like, oh my gosh, I love this. Um, I, you know, I, I I love entertaining. I feel like it's kind of what I was like born to do was to get out there and put on a show. It's, it's just who I've always been. But I think the most important thing that makes me love it is um, the people I tour with. Like I, mm. I really have a family. And, um, and it's funny because I don't have a family of my own in my home. Like I have friends in LA and I like my people that I love, but like, I feel almost like when I go on tour, I'm going home to a family. Mm. Um, that, you know, cause some of these guys and these, you know, some of the guys have been with me for 10 years and yeah. my dancers have been with me from anywhere from eight to four years. Um, so it's like, we really are a family and we have our own, we have our own Christmas traditions at this point. Cause we've toured so many times through yeah. Christmas. And so, um, I think aside from the fact that I love performing, I love putting on a show. It's the fact that I, I can go to sleep at night on my tour bus, you know, like a sleepover with my friends on the bus. And that makes all the difference to me. That's so much fun. Are you so excited to go back on tour? I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, I need to see the show. I'm so excited to see you. I want to see you trapeze in the air. Oh, yeah. Come out to a show. We'll get you tickets. Oh, that would be so cool. So are you so excited to just trapeze in front of so many people? Or are you a little I nervous? Am. Well, we did it last Christmas. Okay. Um, that was like our our little maiden journey to see how it felt and it worked. And um, and it was great. And so we're going to all new cities this year. And we've also had time to like hone the craft a little bit more. So I'm I'm very... You're an expert. I, I'm a quote unquote ex, uh, yeah. sure. <laughs> expert-ish. I'm expert-ish um, enough to do it in front of audiences. So because um, like, yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be able to go up in the air in front of a crowd if I was still afraid. You know what I mean? If yeah. I was like af afraid of falling, like I could not do that in front of a crowd. But now that I'm like very comfortable and I'm like, I feel strong, I feel confident, like I'm ready. I love that. Are you doing any other DIYs for this tour? So many. I, um, you know, I'll be making a violin, something cool. I'm not sure what, but I'm also super involved in the costuming. So I've like, um, you know, costumes all over my house of like bits and pieces that I've been piecing together. And then I basically, once I've pieced them all together and pinned things, I like send it to a seamstress and then she makes it so that it's not going to fall apart. Amazing. Um, but like, I, I love costuming. It's something that I get a lot of joy in. Again, it's like craft night. Yeah. I saw you made a skirt out of your curtains and I ah! was so impressed. I was like, how did you do this? Oh, that was, you know, that was a moment of necessity. Like <laughs> I had ordered a dress for a music video and then it just kept not coming and not coming. And it oh, kept no. saying it was coming. And the night before it still hadn't arrived and I got home and it wasn't there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's nine o'clock at night. What am I going to wear tomorrow? And I was like laying in bed and I like looked at my curtains and it was like that sound of music moment, you know, <laughs> it's like a favorite things. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I just basically pinned it to a skirt and like draped the fabric and anyways it ended up looking really great it was like the perfect ideal situation i didn't have to ruin the like the, they're actually back in my room they were anthropology curtains so i was like i'm not gonna ruin my curtains never not anthropology curtains never <laughs> not anthropology <laughs> it's like designer wear for your window literally <laughs> so i was like i don't want to ruin them so i just like unhooked them pinned them up unpinned it after the video and like carefully placed them back up oh my goodness i'm so excited for the holiday sales that are about to come from anthropology <gasps> the candles yes. oh my goodness oh, oh my they have goodness such fun stuff their home decor their dresses everything is so magical there their home decor is what i hope my future house to be like it will like i'm uh, it's just going to be color it's going to be a pink couch like i just know there's just going to be fun Yes. It's so like so uh, feminine, I guess, is what I think draws me in. It's fun. It's whimsical. And I feel mm -hmm. like I feel like that you can't find it's hard to find nowadays. It is. Yeah. Everything's so dark and dark colors. I'm like, where's the color yeah. at? Yeah. Everybody's into neutrals and like a very basic palette, um, basic like patterns. But I'm like, oh, give me some floral. Give me some color. Yeah. Some sparkle. Oh, sparkle anything and it will make it better. That is my life motto. You got to. Absolutely. Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time to come on my podcast. And everyone, go listen to her second Christmas album, Snow Waltz. It is, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And I'm excited to see you hopefully live. That will be incredible. Yes. 
Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for such a great conversation. I loved all the things. I'm going to try to do something uncomfortable every day. I love that idea. Yeah, so, it's so thank good. you for that. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much, Lindsay. It was so lovely right. getting to talk to you. You too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Good luck with college. Thank you. I will make it through. You are. You're going to be great. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.